Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Do you find that no matter what you do, your vegetables end up wilted in the bottom of your fridge, your strawberries moldy, and you're questioning whether it's safe to eat those grains that have been in your pantry for, um, you don't know how long? Storing food well is one of the best things you can do to avoid throwing things away unnecessarily. So in today's episode, we are talking about how to store food well so it lasts longer. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. We are into the fourth installment in our Reduce Food Waste series, In the last episode, we talked about utilizing your freezer better, so be sure to catch that episode if you haven't yet or either of the first two episodes in the series. I'll put all of those links in the show notes. Today, we are talking about how to store food better so it lasts longer, one of the easiest ways to avoid food waste. One of the biggest sources of food waste that I tend to see with the women that I work with is produce. This is because produce is pretty darn perishable. It doesn't last forever, and it needs to be stored well so that it lasts in the fridge until you're ready to use it. When it comes to storing produce, your biggest battles are moisture and air. Some vegetables and fruits need more moisture or humidity. Some need less. Same thing with air and temperature. So the best thing that you can do is learn how different foods or different fruits and vegetables specifically like to be stored. You can head to the link in the show notes to download my free food storage chart, paste it on your fridge in case you need a reference. So head to the show notes, grab that freebie after you listen to this episode, of course. In general, 
Plastic is not your friend when it comes to storing produce. I pretty much take everything out of the packages it comes in. Most often, I try to avoid packaging as much as possible. It's not always possible, especially when you're shopping at places like Aldi, where the produce is a really good price, but oftentimes it comes in a lot of packaging. So I try to find balance in that area when it comes to budget, as well as reducing packaging. But if your food does come in packaging, no judgment here. Like I said, a lot of mine does too. But take it out of the bags it comes in in the store and especially take it out of those little plastic produce bags that you get at the store. Actually, more often than not, I don't even put my foods in those plastic bags. I just sort of bundle them up together in my cart because I don't need the extra bags that I'm not going to actually use to store them in the fridge because, like I said, your biggest battle is oftentimes moisture and humidity for foods that don't need it. It will make produce spoil faster if it doesn't like humidity. So as a general rule of thumb, if it comes in a bag in the store, it is best to take it out of the bag. Potatoes and onions especially need to be taken out of plastic. Humidity will cause them to start to sprout, to develop those eyes on potatoes or that little tail on the end of onions and garlic. And you want to store your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your winter squash, your onions, your shallots, and your garlic in a cool, dry place. So this is maybe a basement, as long as your basement isn't wet, or your pantry, not your fridge. Let me repeat, do not store your potatoes, your onions, your garlic, or your shallots in your fridge. You can store winter squash in your fridge once it's been cut, and then I do wrap the end in plastic wrap. I've heard of people wrapping it in foil as well, but I typically wrap the end in plastic wrap to keep it, and I typically only keep it for a couple of days. Other than that, whole potatoes, onions, and same thing with onions as well. If onions are cut, I do store them wrapped in plastic wrap in the fridge, but in general, whole potatoes, whole onions, garlic, shallots, and winter squash should be in a cool, dry place. You want to take your broccoli and cauliflower out of plastic as well, and you want to wrap this in a kitchen towel or paper towels to store. This will keep it from going moldy. For any sort of leafy greens, you want to wash and spin them and dry them really, really well. Now, I don't have a salad spinner, so I typically just rinse them off and dry them really well with paper towels. I know it's not the most eco-friendly, and I know it's Earth Month, but sometimes doing what you need to do to keep your vegetables so that you're actually going to eat them is what you need to do. So I tend to store these in a bag with a paper towel or with a very dry kitchen towel. So this goes for your kale, your Swiss chard, your collards, any of those leafy greens. And then for leafy greens that come in the tub, like the clamshell, I do keep them in there, but I store them with a paper towel on the top. And any of the big containers, I tend to buy them in the big containers because I use them so often in smoothies and in eggs. But sometimes the bottom will get, some of the pieces will get a little bit wilted. I'll actually store it upside down. So the paper towel is actually on the bottom This avoids any extra moisture getting in there, and I find that they last longer that way. 
many vegetables do actually like to be stored like the plants they are. So for herbs, I cut off just the bottom little bit of any sort of leafy herbs like your cilantro, your parsley, your mint, your dill, and I place them in a mason jar of water just like you would flowers. And then some people will put a bag, like one of those produce bags, loosely over the top and then tie it with um, an elastic band. I don't find any difference when you tie it or not with the, or when you add that plastic bag to the top. So oftentimes I just let them stay out in my fridge. Some people might not like that, but that's what I do. And they last for up to two weeks, which is great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so do the leafy greens when you store them with a paper towel. It's really about whether they like moisture or they don't like moisture. Now, you don't want the leafy parts to get wet because they will start to wilt that way when it comes to herbs. So just the bottom parts, just the stems, and it'll keep them from wilting. I also do the same thing for asparagus. Take them out of the bag if they're in a bag. Cut off just the bottom bit. Store it in a mason jar. And then I'll also do that for green onions. I have experimented with cutting the bottoms of green onions versus not, and I don't really notice a difference. So I just like to store those in water as well. Definitely not in the bag. They get kind of gross on the ends if you store them in a bag. So green onions, asparagus, and herbs I store in a mason jar with water on the bottom, just like plants. There are a couple of prepped vegetables that I will store in water as well peeled and sliced carrots and sliced celery I store in water. And the celery will sometimes bend a little bit in the water. It's just absorbing the water. I like to change out the water after a week. Typically, they don't last longer than a week in my fridge. Not They will last, but typically I use them within a week. But that's my favorite way to store them. You can chop them and store them to use in soups and stews, which I do often in the wintertime, but they will start to dry out a bit. I don't find that's a problem when you're going to add more moisture to them in a soup or a stew. But other than that, if you're going to snack on them, you will keep them the best if you store them in water. Same thing with radishes as well. They do well stored in water. Any other vegetables, you want to wrap them if you can in a dry kitchen towel and you don't want to wash them. Whenever you wash most other vegetables, so your zucchini and your summer squash, your eggplant, your peppers, your broccoli, your cauliflower, anytime you get that moisture on them and you wash them, if you're not putting them in an airtight container to use in the next couple of days, they will start to break down faster. For berries, I've experimented with a few ways of storing berries. I used to recommend produce savers to store berries, but I've actually found a more effective way of washing and keeping berries. Now, berries don't last very long in our house because my kids eat them really fast. However, when I get them home from the store, I like to rinse them off and add them to a bowl of water with about a tablespoon of vinegar, let them sit for about 10 minutes or so, rinse them, dry them really well, 
and store them in an airtight container. My favorites are the Rubbermaid Brilliance containers. They are plastic, and overall, storing in glass is the best way you're going to avoid moisture and air, but this is the exception. They're very airtight, and I think they work really well for storing any sort of vegetables, so I highly recommend those. I should mention, whenever I mention containers, none of them are sponsored. They're just things that I actually use in my own house. I'll always let you know if somebody is paying me to try something out. And I'll always be honest. I will promise you of that. So some of the things that you should and shouldn't store in the fridge. I already mentioned onions, shallots, garlic, and winter squash should be kept out of the fridge. Bananas should also be kept out of the fridge. You actually want to keep bananas separate from other foods as well. They're high in ethylene gases, so they will cause other foods to ripen faster. As a general rule of thumb, you want to keep like with like. So in your fridge especially, you want to keep fruit with fruit and vegetables with vegetables. Bananas should be kept by themselves outside of the fridge. And the same thing goes for apples and avocados. You want to keep them away from each other unless you want one or the other to ripen faster because they will cause the other foods to ripen faster. So if you want bananas to ripen faster for banana bread, just add an avocado to the bag and vice versa. Usually I recommend a paper bag, not a plastic bag, like I mentioned before, because they might start going moldy and that is not what we want. Apples and avocados can be put in the fridge once they're ripe. This will keep them longer, but keep the apples in a bowl separate from the other fruit. And the same thing with avocados. This is actually like my favorite avocado hack. Once it is at the ripeness you want, so you can pop off the little nub at the top of the avocado. And if it's green, it's good to go. And it's a little bit soft to the touch. Keep it in the fridge and it will stop it from continuing to soften. Your avocados will keep a lot longer that way. So keep your bananas your avocado and your apples out of the fridge unless your apples and avocados are ripe then you can put them in the fridge tomatoes do best outside of the fridge cucumber eggplant mango melon until it's riper cut pineapple until it's riper cut and basil all do well outside of the fridge you do want to store berries in the fridge citrus after it's ripe you can leave it out to ripen and then store it in the fridge. It'll last longer that way. But citrus is better served at room temperature, so you want to take it out for a little bit before you go ahead and use it. Carrots, celery, peppers, zucchini, asparagus, all of these vegetables are best in the fridge. Same thing with broccoli and cauliflower with as little moisture as possible for all of those unless your carrots and celery are sliced. Mushrooms are better not just out of plastic, but in a paper bag. So if they don't already come in a paper bag, remove them from plastic and put them in a paper bag in your fridge and they will last the longest. You obviously want to store your leftovers in the fridge as well. If you're not going to use them within three to four days, you want to freeze them. Head back to the last episode to listen to tips on freezing. I like to freeze them in glass containers or in super cubes. I've been experimenting with those and I really like those. Store your leftovers in the fridge if you're going to use them in airtight glass containers as much as possible. When it comes to meat, you want to make sure that you are storing your meat in the bottom of the fridge. This is because it is the coldest part of your fridge and you want to keep them nice and cold and because you want to avoid the meat dripping on anything 
underneath. I know it's a gross visual, but it's true in terms of food safety and keeping your food longer, you want to keep your meat in the bottom of the fridge. Any of your dairy products should be stored in the middle part of your fridge and not on the door. So your cheese, your milk, your yogurt, your sour cream, make sure those are not on the door of your fridge and your eggs are best in the center of your fridge as well. The fridge door is the least cool part of your fridge, and it's what gets exposed to the air most readily when the fridge is open. So things like condiments are best stored on the fridge door or beverages, things like that. When it comes to your dry goods, similar to your potatoes and your onions, you want a cool, dry place, and you want airtight containers as much as possible. I like to store in either glass mason jars, and I will buy better tops for the mason jars. So I get them at Target, I believe. They're by the Ball Company. They don't work for canning, but they do work to create a better seal on top of the mason jars. So I don't have them on all of my mason jars, but I'm working on getting them for all of my mason jars. And I also use these in the fridge because they keep any liquids from spilling. So whenever I put some sort of like a dressing or a sauce in a mason jar. I use those lids. I will link all of these things in the show notes, by the way, too, so you can check them out on Amazon or get them at your local Target or Walmart or wherever you shop. I also store a lot of my dry goods in OXO containers. They are plastic, but they're airtight. I get a lot of mine at TJ Maxx or Marshalls or HomeGoods because they're much less expensive there, but I've also gotten them at Bed Bath & Beyond as well. Airtight containers are going to keep any sort of moisture, as well as any potential critters out of your dry goods. If you are storing nuts and seeds, you can store them in a cool, dry place for a few weeks. But beyond that, you want to store them in your fridge or your freezer. They'll keep longer. If your nuts and seeds start to taste a little bit sour, they're going off. Any nuts or seeds that are ground, so ground flax, ground chia, almond flour, you definitely want to store in your fridge or your freezer because they will oxidize faster. When it comes to dried herbs and oils, I'm all about kitchen zones. Keep them near the stove so they're easy to use, but don't keep them above the stove because the heat will start to degrade the oils and it can cause the dried herbs to start to stick together with the humidity and start to go bad. So keep them to the side of the stove, away from the heat, away from any condensation. So your general rule of thumb, low light, low moisture, low air, that is what is going to keep your foods the longest in general, other than the couple of items that I mentioned that do like a little bit of moisture for things that go bad quickly, keep them away from heat, keep them cool, Make sure you're storing your leftovers well and just learn how to store your vegetables and fruit in the right containers and in the right context. Keep them away from things that can make them spoil faster and keep them away from air and moisture when they don't like it. And you'll notice that your vegetables and fruits last long enough for you to use them. And when all else fails, don't forget that if your vegetables or fruits are starting to go but they're still good enough to eat, They might just be wilting or a little bit soft. You can freeze them. You can use them in soups and stews and curries. You can use them in any of your smoothies. There's so many ways to actually avoid the food waste by using what you have. It's just about thinking a little bit smarter. 
That's what I have for you today. Don't forget to download the produce storage chart. That link will be in the show notes. I hope you found this episode and this series helpful. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss another episode. We are pressing pause on this series for the time being, but don't worry, it will be back. I have so many more tips on helping you to avoid food waste. We are back next week with our ongoing in-season series, and I'm sharing what's in season for spring, as well as ideas to use all of that delicious spring produce. Ah, I am so excited for spring salads. Be sure to connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. Let me know if this episode series was helpful. And for weekly meal inspiration, bonus podcasts, quick cooking tips, and more, join us over on Patreon. It starts at just $3 a month and you get your first week free. So head to patreon.com slash Healthy Mama Chris to join us over there. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple. <laughs>